Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Postgame Show on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Coverage of Wildcats basketball is also presented by Ale 81, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Kelly, Kentucky, the employment solution expert. Kellyjobs.com. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. Genesis. Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats. BJ Heating and Cooling, call the experts you can trust. BJHeatCool.com. Sonatrol Security, the number one rated security company in Louisville. SonatrolKY.com and Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell. All right, guys, the Cats pull off a victory 90 to 77. Sixth win in the row for the University of Kentucky Wildcats, and we're here to talk about it. Today, uh, the phone call, the phone number is 502-267-9680. The UPS Jobs text line, 502-437-9680. Got to watch the game with Jason Entz, but he's not feeling great, so he's heading home. It's me and BBZ, Big Blue Zach. Big Blue Zach, how about that? We're here uh, after, you know, Zach was up all night celebrating the Michigan National Championship. (laughs) Still here? Not? not? No. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Uh, You know what? And I guess we should be celebrating these cats because it is the sixth win in a row. Yeah. Uh, We talked about we got to get that sixth win. Got to get that sixth win. But I'll tell you what. This one just doesn't feel good. (laughs) I don't know. And, you know, I know they beat the spread. They scored 90 points. Maybe I'm being a little too negative. They seemed very uninterested today, and uh, and I'm and I'm gonna harp on this defense, man. And you know, Ince was in here saying that you know, oh, they can turn on the defense when they need to turn on the defense. I don't, I just don't think that's a good mindset to go into. Uh, you know, if you want to make it to a Final Four, because you might try to turn it on and it not it just not fire. I think defense has got to be a state of mind that you want to play with. Not saying that you've got to do, you know, Arkansas forty minutes of hell. But there has got to be some fundamental things defensively that you just take care of. And you can't give up 42 points in the first half and just let Missouri kind of walk the ball up and down the floor on you, especially when you come out shooting as well as they did. And this could have been a game that they put away very early, and it just didn't happen. I mean, they, they ended up 42% from the field, 8 for 28 from 3, which they did do a better job in the second half, which, again... The, the statistics they show they do, but I don't I actually don't think they did. I just don't think Missouri was capitalizing yeah, on they, it. Yeah, they missed a lot of open shots i guess the the theme for this team this year is just been they wait for that three or four minute stretch where they the other team goes cold and then they kind of put the game away and 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 you can't do you can't rely on that not not against good teams i mean let's let's be honest 
If you just turn on the TV and you look at this Missouri team, it looks like a team that should be playing down at the Dirt Bowl. There's actually probably teams down at the Dirt Bowl that look more athletic than this Missouri team does, did. You know, it, it looks like a ragtag bunch of, uh, of guys. You can't tell me, by the way, that that Missouri team has more talent than Louisville. Uh, I, could, I think I could do that. I don't think you could, man. I don't think you could. And I, I, that Gates guy... That Coach Gates, Dennis Gates, does a great job, and he—I know they had an, uh, a great season last year, and they, you know, made to the so he turned made to the second round. He might be doing a better job with this group than he did last year. He had way more talent last year than he had this year. Yeah, that's for sure. And um, and the fact that they're competitive because, like, you know, they played Kansas kind of close too, and then they've had they've struggled though. They've only won one game, I think, in their last seven. And um, yeah, this is not a team that. And I know Kentucky had a really, really intense matchup on Saturday against Florida. But they did not look like they were firing today. They just didn't look interested. They, I think they felt they could show up, get the W, which maybe they did. Maybe they just showed up and got the W. I don't know, too. Like It seemed like Cal, Ensign and I were talking about it. It seemed like Cal was trying some sort of hybrid trap defense that they never really committed to. And... I don't know if that was part of it. Were they trying something a little bit different? Because it definitely didn't look like the normal defensive scheme that Kentucky wants to play. And so maybe that took them out of rotation a little bit, and that's why the defense was a little bit more obvious tonight. But, you know, giving shooters too much space, you know, I'm always going to harp on how Kentucky handles screens in the first place. I well, I, I understand that people are going to say, look, look, man, we won. We scored 90 points. If we're interested in that, that's great. If we're interested in trying to put another Final Four in the books and a national championship in the books, this ain't going to do it. And again, conference play, we we need to see a Miami-like performance in a conference game. I, I want to see that at some point, Zach. Yeah. I want to see them come out and just fire because you're not being Tennessee playing like that tonight. I don't think so, no. You know? Not with the way that Tennessee played the other night against Ole Miss, certainly not. Now, I'm going to be a little more optimistic than you are, just a little bit. I mean, they were they dominated the glass tonight, 42-27. That's something that we wanted to see this team do, and I know you can say it's only Missouri, but they've struggled to rebound the ball in recent games, and tonight they were very good on the glass. Trey Mitchell in particular with 14 rebounds, just kind of taking over the backboard. Uh, the assist numbers were up. Four, they had 14 assists. That's much more Kentucky-like than what we saw on well, we've Saturday. Been seeing, I, well, but we've been seeing assist totals in the 20s. Yes, that's true. So, that's also true. Turnover numbers a little bit higher than what we've seen. Now, they shot 50 percent they only shot 30 percent from the three-point range they shot the ball better than they shot the ball yeah. Saturday they still only made seven threes they made five on Saturday they made seven in this game so it wasn't like they shot the lights out of the ball and again the fact that you're still able to score 90 points without just you know going crazy from three I, I think that's a good sign and I guess to your point the one thing they didn't allow is for Missouri to really get any second chance points they only had six they only had six offensive rebounds the entire game and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give that win. That's a that's an incredible defensive rebounding percentage. Yes. Um, and actually, Kentucky's offensive rebounding percentage was pretty good. They grabbed out of thirty possible rebounds, they grabbed nine of them. So they yeah. uh, they're right there, I guess, on where you'd want them to be at that thirty five percent. Pretty and close. Let's give some flowers, by the way, to Rob Dillingham. He was terrible on Saturday. Calipari's own words. 
three for three, six for seven from three, 23 points. And on a night where, you know, Antonio Reeves went 0 for 5 from three, and on a night where Reed Shepard basically was a non-factor, he hit 1-3 the entire game, and that was it. Well, let's also not, let's not leave DJ Wagner out of this No, equation. DJ played great as well, No, 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 I'm going to go the opposite. I know DJ had 16 points. He had some of the worst turnovers uh, that we've seen him have the entire time in some total, just complete and total lapses, misses two free throws down the stretch. Um, I know he's five for seven from the line overall. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say he played terrible, but that was the, that was not a great 16 point game. I guess what I, the, the numbers here are very misleading to how DJ played. Yeah. Uh, DJ played, I think fine. He played like a C game, not a great game, but he played he, about a C game. He was, I think he was better on Saturday. And Trey Mitchell, I mean, he, he's the one guy that you can consistently count on to show up, it seems like, 20 and 14 and just completely dominated the backboard. I would say he's the most indispensable uh, member of this team, and I think we do that week in, week out. And again, you know, I'll be the negative guy here. <laughs> he gets he gets crossed up by the by uh, that Corello kid, or Calarello, or, or whatever you, however you say his name, number 13. Uh, I mean... He is looking like a little bit of a defensive liability if he's not blocking shots. I'm. They're soft around the basket. They're not getting out on shooters. They're not really like they're just completely reactive on defense. And uh, it's it's gonna get them, man. It's gonna get them. And they they've got to get this thing figured out. And the reason I guess why I'm prim- I, I, to me this was the worst their defense has looked the entire year. And I want to see it getting better, not getting worse. Yeah. I think the offense was, you know, fine. You know, whatever. It's, it wasn't a great game offensively. I know they scored 90 points and they shot 50% from the field. We've obviously seen them play better offensively, though, this year. Defensively, Dillingham with the, with the, the stupid cheap fouls mm-hmm. that are legit. Uh, I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, it's it is uh, it, the defense is becoming a bigger and bigger concern in my eyes. Yeah. All right, we're getting a text already. Again, the the UPS jobs text line five zero two four three seven nine six eighty, or call in the show. We got no callers yet, Zach. What's yeah, up? we do. We do. We got, we is got Joe, Joe on. Of course, All right. we got Joe. We'll go to Joe here in just a second. Let me get this text. Uh, the 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 phone number, of course, five zero two two six seven nine six eighty. We're getting an also worth worth noting. The official was super weird. Neither offense really got into a groove because of it. All right, fair point. I mean, at least it was consistently weird. I guess this is what you want to see. Um, you know, it it was it was weird. The whole game, the flow of the entire game to me was weird. All right, let's go to Joe. Joe, what's going on? Hey, you're uh, you're spot on on your your comments. It was. It's almost like when the first when the first four minutes of the game starts, it's almost like an NBA game. It's just run up down the floor. You score great. That gets the ball back to us, so we can go down and get our points. And it just seems like we don't get a hand on nothing in the first four minutes on defense. If we got a deflection, I might just jump up and just start crying or something. But it's the first four minutes, like let's don't foul. Let's just keep the flow going. And, and unfortunately. You know, the other team, sometimes they might hit five or six threes in that first four minutes if we don't start playing a little bit, you know, better defense. And, and hence, a lot of times we're, we're down 14 to 10 or whatever. Now, 
that wasn't the case tonight, but I just I'm just trying to think and it carries over at halftime in the first four minutes of the second half. It's almost a carbon copy of the first four minutes. I'm talking about defense, like like it was when the game starts. Well, I don't want to get I don't want to pick up any fouls because Coach's going to put me on the bench if I pick up you know two or three fouls here. So let's just keep the flow going. And but my gosh, you play Tennessee or some of these SEC teams that are really good. They're going to come in and try to hurt you. They are physically going to try to hurt you, and, and you've got to master physicality when the game starts. Or otherwise, we're going to have three or four kids sitting on the bench crying to Coach Cal that you know they're, this team's really mean. So I don't know what you can do to get them to, to, to play a little harder in the first four minutes, uh, other than just say I'm going to put you on the bench. If that don't work, I guess. Uh, uh, we're, we're in big trouble. That's pretty much my comments. Thank you. I appreciate it, Joe. And, I, you know, I agree. I mean, we've talked about it before. I do believe that first four minutes, that that's been their strategy to not really worry about playing defense, to run up and down the floor, to get the other team to play faster than they want to play, to get into their legs early. We've heard Cal say get into their legs more this year. That's like his new theme, I guess. Get into their legs. Get into their legs. And, you know, then they bring in – Shepard and um, and Dillingham and try to go continue to go fast while the other team starts to tear tire out. You know the one thing we're not talking about yet, Zach. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more and more clear to me that this team needs to do the arrow back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's become fairly apparent. They need the arrow back because they need help defensively. They need help with rebounding. His length causes problems. There, there's a clear void right now underneath. No question. No question about it. All right, we got another caller on line too? Josh. Josh. What's going on, Josh? Hold on there. Josh, you there? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, just, you know, enjoying another Cats victory or trying to. Yeah, I guess trying to is the right word. I just – we're so bad defensively. I, it's If they could have stopped, it's either a foul or they bobble the ball out of bounds, or they fumble it back to the other team, and the other team gets a wide-open three or something at the rim. It's, I don't think it's going to get any better. Guys, it's January. It's not going to get any better. And this team's not going to win a national championship or go to a Final Four looking like, you know, the two of, the two of y'all, me and Jack Grossman and Jason Tree, and James Freeble playing defense. It's not going to happen. It's just I don't I don't understand how this team can be so bad defensively. As good as they are offensively, they are just as bad, if not worse, defensively. And it's it's disturbing. And I'll hang up and listen, guys. Appreciate you doing the show. Yeah, I think it is it is disturbing. And appreciate uh, it, Josh. And I think it, I think Josh. It also is a little bit more evident on nights like tonight. Again, I go back. They scored ninety points. It is so hard to score ninety points in a college basketball game, and they were not fantastic offensively. They shot fifty percent. And they were not fantastic offensively because we've seen what fantastic offensively looks like with this team this right. year. And when they're not like just completely sucking us in with how good they are offensively, the defense just becomes that much more evident. And then tonight it just seemed even more so. Like even like the rotations were that farther off. I kept, I kept on uh, like pointing out. The number of times when that weak side guy came over to rotate to start to stop a baseline drive, and they don't get both feet outside the lane to try to to get a stop, and they're just a half a second late on everything. They're yeah. given they're given a you know six inches too much space or whatever else, and you know Missouri knocking down those threes early. 
I mean, they didn't shoot the three very well in the second half, but they did in the first half, right? So, yeah. uh, what they shoot first half, they were six for 13 six from for behind 13. the arc. Yeah, and yeah, then it's the second good. half, two for 15. So, they did cool down, and we've seen that now back-to-back games with the the team that they're playing, Florida, and in this case, Missouri, came out guns blazing in the first half. They shot like crazy, and then the second half, they naturally cooled down. But what happens if you run up against Tennessee and they just come out and shoot lights out in the first half? You're probably down 20, and then you can't overcome that. And, you know, they're lucky that they came out. They were firing that way offensively early on. They, they were 12 for 20, their first 20, and then they sputtered out in the first half, right? They, um, what they, in the, the first half, they were, they were, they started off 12 for their first 20, and then they finished up three for their last 12. Um, so you, you know, end up shooting 47% in the first half and Missouri right back in the ballgame. All right, we're getting a text here that I'm going to read. Okay. Um, Please tell this anti-Kentucky radio host to go and do U of L radio. Um, I think he put U L radio, which I'm I'm assuming he meant U of L radio. Um, I agree they didn't play the best defense of tonight. Uh, would re- would you rather have a really good defense and mediocre offense? By the way, yes, I would. <laughs> uh, that I don't think I would. I actually kind of agree there because we. He- I'm a defense wins championships kind of de- guy. Yeah, but Houston I, doesn't have a ton of offense, and they just lost tonight against Iowa State. And we've seen in the recent years, like, that's a team that they can get you only so far with defense. But eventually you've got to score if you're going to win for win national championships. And you're, but if you have a mediocre offense, you're going to score, right? I mean, this is how I look at it. And I'm, I'm, let me read the rest of the text, and we'll get back to this. Uh, not He said, not, no, not me. Just a reminder – that the best defensive team in the country just lost tonight because they didn't have a great offensive team. You think Mitchell didn't play well tonight? You weren't watching. I did not say he didn't play well tonight. I'm just saying he had lapses on defense, offensively and whatever else. And obviously, he, they couldn't take him out of the ball game. He played all 40 minutes. Mitchell would. We were talking about Mitchell's our pick for player of the game, right? I think he was there. Does that mean Dillingham's he doesn't have <laughs> Dillingham Jersey? Yeah. We're, we're going with, uh, and we got Mitchell between with me and Ensign. Um, at the end of the day, there's some defensive lapses that we've got to that have got to be cleaned up. And you can say all you want, whatever that I'm being anti-Kentucky right now. I'm pro Kentucky hanging banner number nine, and I'm telling you right now, defensively, that ain't gonna do it. And we haven't seen the defensive effort this year that's going to do it. And that's the biggest issue. And by the way, Houston's been to a Final Four in the last five years. Yeah, they went to the Elite Eight just a couple years ago, too. So, and we're talking about Houston. Yeah. This is Kentucky. We're supposed to have standards. Mm-hmm. And we can't just say a win's a win and whatever else and go on with it when we're not seeing progression towards what the ultimate goal is. All right, we're getting listening to these calls. It makes it sound like we have a losing record. No, we're again, we're going for the we want the title. This is you can we're not well there's no moral victories over here. We're going for a title. Your analyst is outdated. Kentucky's defense metrics are trending in the right direction without maybe our best defender. There's no reason to overreact. Man, I would love to see those metrics because if we're if, if that tonight is trending in the right direction, I'm and plus I'm going to trust my eyes before I'm trusting. Yeah, metrics can lie, and yeah. I'm not going to say that you know the eye test is wrong necessarily. I think there's a nice mix of both. I 
like I said, I tend to lean more on the positive side right now. The fact that they've won six in a row, the fact that they are growing by the game. I we do need to see more. Are they are they better? Are they growing by the game lately, Zach? I think I don't think they grew as much in this game as they did on Saturday. If I'll give you that. You know, Saturday, Saturday to me, I, I'll I'll get on board with. I mean, they did yes. not play well Saturday, and they had to battle through in a tough environment, and they had to come out and get the victory. I think right. I think there's a lot to hang your hat on Saturday. Yeah, which is also funny because, you know, how I'm being anti Kentucky tonight because I want to have a different standard against Missouri, but you know, and and, and we got a, a texture right now, and I don't agree with this. A mediocre offense will get shut down and lose by 15 when they come up against a team that, when someone gets hot, give me the offense. At least the lose, uh, the losses will be entertaining. And this, I'm sorry, but this title or bust BS is so stupid. I'm, I'm, I want a Final Four. I don't think a Final Four. It's it's been a long time for us in Kentucky's nine years. And Kentucky's world—that's it's been—and not only not only nine years, Zach, but it's it's nine years where like those nine seasons are just not the best nine. No, to go back and like, they've only really come close twice, and yeah. that was in seventeen and nineteen. And then the and COVID year, we can yeah. if we want to throw that one in there. And it's that's, just right. You know when I growing up. Kentucky always made it to the second weekend yes. <laughs> of the tournament. That's when the, the season began. And like it wasn't even like a, a thought that Kentucky wouldn't make it to the Lisa Sweet 16. Right. That the and the standard has been to me just it's it's been diminished in such a way where like let's get back to where we're going to the second weekend that we're an elite eights and and yeah, I want to get back to the final four. I don't necessarily I I don't necessarily think that this you know, I actually don't think this is a national championship team. If I'm being real honest, I'm not sure this is a Final Four team right now. I think this is a solid Elite Eight team, but we got to get going. All right, it's January, dude. How many games has Bradshaw and a dude played together? Where's the other post game guy? Um, maybe so. All right, maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little bit rough on him, but the, tonight I thought the defense was atrocious and it just needs to start being addressed. All right, we got a caller. Who we got right now? We got Gary on the line. Oh, Gary. What's going on, Gary? It's been a while. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, listen, I agree on uh, one thing you said, uh, a couple of things you said. Um, number one, I mean, let's just face it. Uh, this is, okay, We're uh, this was a 14th game, I think, today, or 12-2. and two. So uh, we're almost one game lacking of being to halfway through the season, the regular season. Mm-hmm. And honestly, guys, as much as I love watching this team play, because their offensive skills are so good, and they, they, we got good shooters, we got good, we got everything we need on offense. But you're right; um, I don't think they can win a national title with the defense they're playing right now. Now, having said that, um, I, I don't understand. And as athletic as this team is, I just don't understand why they can't stay in front of people better than they do. I, that's the one thing. You and I don't me both, understand. man. You and me both. They're I mean, on they're the ball defense they is bad. On, they got athletes on this team, and they just can't stay in front of the man a lot of a lot of times. And I tell you, right. and that, and when you also think about the fact that it's not like they're right up and in, in, like right up on guys, like where like someone can just beat them. They're giving the guy space, and they can't still stay in front of them. And and, you, and and I'm gonna say one last thing, and I'll let you finish, Gary. A, a mediocre offense. And a great defense beats UNC Wilmington. Well, here's what I'll say, guys. Um, 
you got to have a balanced team to win it all, in my book. you got to have offense and defense both. I mean, there's going to be times your offense plays better, times they don't play better. But if you have a good defense, you're always going to be in the game. That's for sure. Absolutely. Not going to be that far down. But let's just face the facts right now. I mean, and we can beat teams like this, most teams we play, because we can outscore most teams we play this year. We can outscore most of these teams. But sooner or later, you get in the deep run in March, and these good teams you're going to come up against, you got to put, you got to be able to get stops, especially in the last four to five minutes. You have got to get stops, and that's what they didn't do against Kansas. And that's that's the main reason they got beat in Kansas game. They couldn't get a stop down the stretch. But uh, we'll see. I just keep thinking it's going to improve, but it's not improving right now, and I don't understand why. But anyway, I appreciate you letting me on. Thanks, All right, thanks a lot, Gary. Yeah, and I, you know, at the same time, I think he brings up the point, like. Who is the defensive lockdown defensive stopper? I think we thought it was Reed Shepard for a while. We think it's Shepard, but he and hasn't th- always been. Yeah, and maybe it still can be. You know, it wasn't tonight. Tonight, I thought today was Reed's worst game he's played as a walk. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. But then again, he's a freshman. They're all they're going to have stinkers. I'd rather have a stinker against Missouri than against Tennessee. So yeah. we'll keep, keep that in mind. But, yeah, I do think they need – they seem a half-step – slow like they're always good in transition that's where we see the athleticism i'd like to see the athleticism a little more on the defensive end of the floor where they've got guys in front of each other but that's not happening right now they're good on the offensive transition side the defense sure. transition defensive transitions not non-existent no it's non-existent um i uh i'm gonna be very interested to see well we'll talk about that a little bit in just a little bit my, my defensive metrics guys texted back um, they jumped from 66 to 43rd in the last two weeks on Kimpom. Torvik had them as the 32nd best defense since December. Metrics don't tell the whole story, uh, but either, or I guess neither does uh, anecdotal lapses that you see. Okay. If Reeves in this is a new text, if Reeves and Reed had a normal game, Kentucky possibly wins by 25 plus, which maybe, uh, you know, I saw this line of being 12 points, Zach, and I was like, there's no way that we're only 12 point favorite at home. Yeah. Well, our, Vegas knows. Yeah. And they knew. If Reason Reed, and they still beat the spread. If Reason Reed had a normal game, Kentucky possibly wins by 25 plus. And I think half of the defensive problems is Bradshaw not knowing when to come help at the rim. Um, there were probably five times if he came to help, it would have been either a block or at least a super contested shot. Uh, and then that's probably too like what's the rotation behind Bradshaw if Bradshaw comes to help, right? Like, yeah. that, well, is I think that, that's is fair. that there? Yeah. Um, good text there. Um, all right. Well, you all, you all might be helping me out a little bit, maybe talking me off. You know, I just, I wanted to see, I need to see it get better, guys. I just need to see it get better. I need to see it improve. It does need to get better. There's no doubt about it. But the good news is, again, it's early January. Nobody wins championships in early January. So there's time for it to grow. And I think their January schedule, for the most part, is pretty favorable. They do have to go to Texas A&M on Saturday, but the, the Arkansas game on the road doesn't look that threatening because Auburn just went there and kicked the crap out of them. But, I mean, yeah. So I'm not I, sure. I, think they're, I think it's doable. I'm not sure what this, uh, you know, this Texas A&M game, you know, obviously, if you look at the uh, matchup predictor, Texas A&M is like 66% chance to win. Uh, however, Texas A&M has been struggling. I mean, they're losing right now to Auburn. We'll get into the scores here in just a little bit. They uh, they lost to LSU pretty bad by 15. And I, this is not a great LSU team. It's not a terrible LSU team, but it's not a great LSU team. Yeah. Um, their last five games have not been stellar for this uh, for this Texas A&M team, and that's traditionally been a, a tough. I mean, their last five games are they're two and five. They've got wins. 
um, over HCU, which I don't think in this case, it's Houston Christian, the Houston Christian Huskies. And uh, Prairie Valley? Yeah, Prairie View, A&M. That's who their two wins are over. They've lost to LSU. They've lost to Houston. They've lost to Memphis. It's been a tough run. Uh, but, you know, you got to go down there and you got to get the W. I mean, this is this will probably tell me more. Can you go down to another semi-hostile environment and get the win at Texas A&M and, uh, and get win number seven, you know, and yeah. keep, keep the streak alive? Well, you should. A&M's 9-5 and five right now. That's not a particularly good team. No, one time I think A&M was in the top 25. I, I mean, yeah, I think preseason they, there yeah. was very high expectations for them. I think they were picked second or third in the SEC. There were people picking them ahead of Kentucky coming into the season. It just has – they haven't lived up to that. And then you got games against Mississippi State and Georgia at home, which should be W's. Yes. You know, get you get got to go on the road to play South Carolina, which has been, again, a tough place to, for Kentucky to play in the past. And then, the, to me, it gets real. When you go at Arkansas, the home game against Florida, uh, Tennessee at home, Vandy's a, you know, Vandy's Vandy. And then um, at Gonzaga, Ole Miss, and then at Auburn. And then we just mentioned LSU, at LSU, that, that beat Texas A&M, Alabama. That's the stretch, right? So the the back half of that SEC schedule is looking a whole lot tougher than the front part. So we'll just kind of have to see what happens. So uh, sorry, been a little salty tonight. Oh, I'm getting an apology. <laughs> uh, as a big baseball fan, I can say uh, definitively, metrics will show you the zoomed out picture, and the eye test will show you the. Uh, uh, up close basically both are important but metrics will definitely keep uh will help talk you off the ledge okay and by the way i'm a big baseball guy texter are you a reds fan because i'm a reds fan so um you know we're excited about spring training this year and getting things going the reds actually spending some money you know we'll see what happens a uh, little Reds talk on the UK post game show. What percentage of these UK fans do you think are Reds fans? There, Zach. And Zach, you gotta be a Reds fan, right? I am. All right, all right. Do you really like baseball, or are you just like pretend to like baseball? I like baseball. I'm not a big baseball guy, but I get into the postseason. I get into pennant races, all that. I'm not gonna be the guy who's you know die hard. I'm not watching every baseball game in the middle of July, but neither am I. Listen to them on the radio. That's, exactly. Yeah. Listen, like you sit outside, smoke a cigar, listen, listen to the Reds on the radio. It's pretty good. It's it's about as good as it gets. Uh, just a reminder: this is the best offensive team that Kentucky has had in the last. Se- this is, by the way, Texter. I totally agree with this, and this is the guy who told me that I was an anti-Kentucky host. And it's been tons of fun. It's been it has sucked me back into liking watching Kentucky basketball again. This is the best offensive team that Kentucky has had in the last several years. Would have had several more assists tonight if the shooter had made wide open shots. I think the defense will, and you know that's a good point too because it just it just felt like they were a little out of rhythm on a lot of that stuff that they normally were in rhythm. I I think it's a great point. I think the defense will get better as the year goes on and Bradshaw gets stronger. Saying Reed had a terrible game is way off. Also, he only shot a few shots and had several assists. He is still the main ball handler in clutch situations. To think every player has to play a great game every game is wishful thinking. And I totally agree with that, too. Reed's going to have bad games. Today was an off game for him. But I will still listen to the show. Huge Red fans here. All right. We're, we're coming together with the Reds. The Reds talk. We're getting more huge Reds fans. Super excited to see the young guys get more experience this season. Um, all right. Now, Zach, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're not going to carry the John Calipari sound. But if we were going to carry the John Calipari press conference, and I'm actually kind of interested to see what Cal's going to say tonight, especially about like what they were trying to do defensively. Because I do think they were trying to do something differently, and I think that that probably added to it. 
that the John Calipari press conference would have been delivered by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Whether you walk, pedal, or drive, let's share the road safely. Share the road, Kentucky. Uh, we got a caller? Oh, sorry. I got Zach at mid, mid things. We got Brian on the line. All right, Brian. What do you got, Brian? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Brian, you there? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Um, you know, <laughs> I could call in, talk about the defense, talk about Missouri shooting lights out in our gym again, just like most teams, blah, blah, blah. I want to ask you guys a question because my girlfriend and I, we sit in – Believe it or not, man, I'm one of the luckiest guys on the planet because she likes sports more than I do, which is unbelievable, especially UK sports. She's a UK grad. Nice. Um, but, we, but we have this conversation every year, right? So we, we talk about, you know, it was, I don't know, about nine twelve something like that tonight. And all the other 7 o'clock games uh, that started the same as ours are all long since over, and we've got two minutes left in our game. And it's because every Freaking contact is a foul. Every 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 time somebody makes contact with another player, if it's a fingernail, a toenail, a hair, whatever, you know, of course it's Joe Lindsay and his crew. Go figure. Um, but 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 the argument between her and I is, she said, well, you know, she's like, does so does it help SEC teams that they play in a league where it's everything's called a foul? It seems like when they get to the tournament because you might get a, a crew that doesn't do that. And, or does it do a disservice to SEC teams when they get in the tournament? Um, or, or no, I'm sorry, does it do a disservice to other non-SEC teams that are used to getting away with a lot of stuff because not everything's called in their league when they get in a tournament and say maybe have an SEC crew show up? I'm, you know, I'm 50-50, man. I'm six and one half dozen of the other. But I, what I can tell you is it is absolutely brutal having a watch. Uh, and, of course, I'm biased because I'm a U.K. fan. But it just seems like every U.K. game, if it's called light in the first half, it's ultra-heavy in the second half or vice versa. But literally, we're sitting there watching this game at 9.15. Every other 7 o'clock game has been over. And here we sit because it's just foul after foul, whistle after whistle. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what your guys' opinion on that. It just it drives me nuts, man. It just does. The, the officiating this league across the board is absolutely horrendous. I don't even know. I don't even know if our guys grade out well enough to even make it to, to officiate in the tournament. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I know that uh, the flow of the game was definitely impacted by the by that, you know, by the, the calls in the second half. And um, and Kentucky with only five fouls in the first half, got 12 in the second half. Um, Missouri, 22 fouls for the game. That's, that's a lot of fouls. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was like – you know that it was a real soft foul game. I guess I didn't see it that way, but I thought there were too many fouls called, and I, I'm I can see where he's coming from because growing up in Big Ten country, like the Big Ten doesn't do very well in the NCAA tournament because a lot of the times they don't call things in the Big Ten where in, in conference and you, in Big and, Ten play they call more fouls than they do in the NCAAs. And then actually, like for you, like kind of look at it the other way, yeah. biggest Big East teams, yes, do usually do pretty well in the, in the tournament. Right. And that, those games are usually super physical, right? Right. And the Big East usually yeah. does pretty I get well on, in the I get on board with that. All right, Brian. Yeah, hey, hey, one more quick thing on that topic. If you guys indulge me, I'm, then I'll let you go. It's your show, um, man. She, yeah. She, she, my girlfriend loves stats, man. She, I, I, she's got a site pulled up, and she's watching stats the whole game. In the middle of, like, you know, with, with, under, with the under 12 timeouts, she'll tell me, guess how many fouls we have or guess how many free throws. She's watching it the whole time. 
And it's funny because at the end of each half of Kentucky basketball games, whether on the road or, or at home, her and I make a little side bet. They're like, you know, if it was called real light in the first half, if there are maybe seven, eight total fouls and only a handful of free throws, we know it's going to be the exact opposite in the second half. And I'm telling you guys, without fail, it's, it's got to be nine out of ten times. It's exactly right. It, whatever happens in the first half, the opposite happens in the second half. And I, I, I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but it just it, it seems very consistent to me. But um, appreciate it, guys. You guys have to do a great show. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Again, another uh, texter saying you are correct. Love doing burgers and brews on the patio, listening to the Reds on the radio. So we got another. Yeah, who doesn't like that? That's a perfect summer day, right there. How about that? Absolutely, man. All right, Uh, let's talk scoreboard here. We got the uh, the scoreboards. I got to get my uh, get my little sheet up here. Uh, The UPS Jobs Top Twenty Five Scoreboard. Shift your future at UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobs.com. We already talked about. I guess the big story, uh, there's a big story brewing, but the big story that's already happened is that Houston gets their first loss of the season. They go to Iowa State. Iowa State puts uh, uh, in a 57-53 to game, 110 total points scored. I wonder what the over-under on that game actually was. Yeah, I'm sure they The over-under, under, what'd you say? I'm sure they went under. Oh, yeah, it was 129 and a half. Ooh, that's still not a particularly high over-under. <laughs> no, it's not high. And the Kentucky game was 159 or 160. Yeah. Yeah, and they were over? Yeah, they did. Yeah, 160. Uh, right. So, yeah, uh, Houston with their uh, stellar defense and bad offense lost today. Uh, Texas pulls out the W just barely over uh, Cincinnati, 74-73. to Texas improves to 12-3. and uh, Both teams are – both Houston and Texas are now 1-1 one one in the Big 12. All right, now the what to watch for by uh, – presented by Coxus and Evergreen Liquors, your go-to liquor store – this is what's going on right now. Uh, we got something brewing up in Nebraska. No. Purdue is down by 11 at halftime against Nebraska. So uh, Purdue potentially on the ropes. Let's see what happens there. Duke is handling business against Pittsburgh. They're up 48 to 23 at half, so up 20, big 25. Uh, by the way, that's what the score should have been like, and then th- that's on the road. They're doing that to yeah. Pittsburgh. Well, Pitt's Pitt's not terrible. Really good. Yeah. They, they beat Louisville. Congratulations. <laughs> so does everyone else. Uh, BYU, the Fighting Mark Popes, are up right now at halftime at Baylor, thirty-nine to thirty-three. Go Mark Pope. Uh, Texas A&M uh, late in the first half is trailing by seven twenty-eight twenty-one against Auburn. Be watching that one close to see what the Cats got at, you know in their next opponent with Texas A&M now twenty nine twenty two um, halftime Colorado State is losing to Boise State twenty eight to twenty one and Utah State is winning by two number twenty Utah State up by two against Wyoming thirty five thirty three at halftime and then one more at halftime number twenty two Creighton is up forty seven to thirty over DePaul. Still can't figure out why DePaul can't be good in basketball. I, I don't think anyone knows why. They were really, they were good at once upon a time. Oh, like the Mark Aguirre days. Yeah, That's right. I mean, yeah. Um, all right. We're getting Nebraska ball. <laughs> I like that. That's a good, a good take right Nebraska there. Nebraska ball? Nebraska ball. I like yeah. that. Uh, Nebraska ball is beating the Purdue Boilermakers right now. Um, chances that Purdue and Kentucky are in the same region in the NCAA tournament. Pretty good. Yeah, you think it's 100%? Uh, no, not 100, but I would say like 97. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Let's get Edie running up and down the floor, man. That's Let's a, push the pace. Yeah. Let's push I don't know pace. if it, Kentucky would ever play Purdue. 
What do you mean? Do you think they, Purdue always loses that's early. That's true. They do lose early. That is true. That is one thing Mark Painter is very good at. Yeah. He's losing early in the tournament. Matt Painter. Matt Painter. He's pretty good. Uh, too. Mark's Mark, probably good at it, too. Yeah, I think I went to high school with Mark Painter. I think that's where there it came you go. from. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, any other takes from you? Like, first off, how many how many hours did you work today? Uh, I've been here since nine thirty this morning. Jeez, man! Like, th- you're the hardest working. This man is show the business. fourth show I've been on because I co-hosted Roundtable Strebel today, did LSL, yeah. and now this. And I want. Oh, and you had to work oh, with Louie. Yeah, that's right. I'm so sorry you have to work with Louie. <laughs> I'm so so sorry. Aren't we all? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Listen, I, I, I understand your pain of having to work with Louie. Yeah, you know. Well, it's, you're, it's so much so painful for you. You're coming on tomorrow morning. Oh, I know. It's my day to come on the show with Louie tomorrow, and I can talk about how negative I am and this uh, and this whole deal. But listen, guys, just to close the show out, you know, we, we got to figure out what success looks like for this year. If if success is finish in the top twelve with five SEC losses, so final record of something in seven, and uh, well, you know, in maybe maybe SEC runner up and get to the Sweet Sixteen. This team looks like that's probably where it could go. I don't know if that's success though. I don't know if that's. I don't because want. It feels I don't like, want that to be success at Kentucky. Yeah, there's a lot of meat on the bone. This team can be a Final Four team. I just wonder if the, some of the shortcomings are going to make them a Sweet Sixteen team rather than a Final Four team. And all I'm going to say is that your shortcomings are exposed a whole lot more in conference play than they are. That's than right. Not. That's right. And uh, and that's what Houston found out going to play. You know, a decent Iowa State team. It's not like that Iowa State team was awful. They it's what Purdue's learning. Going you know, on they've already on lost Nebraska. at Northwestern, and then yeah. losing against Nebraska. It's just it's tough to go on the road in the conference play. It's tough when you got these teams that are scouting you every single thing. They know every tendency. They know they know what to exploit. So at know. the same time, I think we should give a little more credit to conference wins, even if they're not pretty. I I I agree. I definitely agree. Um, and especially against what I think is a pretty well coached team in, in that Missouri team, yeah. I think I think not the, great talent. I think Gates is pretty good. Yes, I agree. Another guy that Louisville maybe should be looking at. Yeah. So, um, you know, every time Kentucky plays somebody, now we're going to say the opposing coach is a guy that Louisville should. No, look they at. won't. <laughs> Louisville should not look at Jerry Stackhouse. No, they should not. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them that one. Uh, but you know, when you the last two coaches, we have got younger guys who have uh, taken over SEC programs who have had some mediocre success that given the right resources, I think could have really good programs. And uh, I think that as a Louisville fan, that's what you want, right? You want someone who's going to stay there for a long time. You're right. And you want someone who can uh, uh, cherish the the, situ- the situation that they're in and the opportunity that they're given and is hungry to, re- to rebuild. You know, that's uh, – but enough about that. All right, Zach, let's get out of here. We're going to be back early. Listen to Rabo and Co. I'll be on a 1020 in about 12 hours. Uh, we'll see you. Saturday, no show because of Bellman basketball. We'll do something. We'll figure it out. And uh, we'll be back. Go Cats. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere.
it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.